Hello and welcome back to Invader Sports. This is week seven of the EPL already. No Luke today, unfortunately, but we got Adam back. It's like you guys are playing tag at this point. <laughs> you know what it's been? It's been busy for both of us. I think with um, COVID and stuff, stuff sort of calming down down in England, all our sort of events that were scheduled last year, September, October, they've all come all week after week, concerts and stuff, but I think from from next from after the international break, we're, we're both clear most Mondays, so we'll be back as as our trio. Okay, cool. Yeah, so like you said, we do have international break, unfortunately, next week. But you know, maybe we'll do a bonus episode to cover some some of that. But maybe we'll just take the week off as well. We'll see. But we may have our fantasy picks this week if Luke answers. If not, we already know who Adam is taking, so we'll tell you at the end of the episode. But since I go third this week, I'm not going to be able to pick if Luke doesn't send his pick in. But I, I got to say, Adam is pulling away a little bit, and uh, we'll see if we'll see if we can make this a a competition. And now, remember, people, a, a, as the season goes on, you know, when we start to have 15 players each, there could be like 10 people on your team that score in the same week. It could happen. So th- these scores could drastically change really quickly. So even though you know, you, you got the lead now that, that, that could change it at, at, at any point. So uh, great week of games. And, yeah. you know, uh, as Liverpool fans here, it's, it's just Liverpool here today with, with no man U supporter to back his team up. You know, we had a great game uh, and we're going to talk that about that in a little bit. Wish we won, but that, that was a very exciting game. But how about we kick things off with Manchester United? So they... They didn't start Ronaldo, and I, I I think maybe he deserved a break, but they couldn't hang on to the lead. Martial gets the goal, and then one of my fantasy players, Townsend, he was able to, to have the equalizer. Now, this is about two to three off games for Man U in a row. Uh, is Ali getting more scared as the weeks go on? I think um, the, the problem with Ole is that he never has a difficult run where he's under pressure all the time. So he's under pressure now, but I think they'll come back after international break, play Leicester, they'll probably win. And then they'll probably go and lose because they've got a hard run, lose a couple of games. They never build up that losing streak where you think, oh, like they're, they're still in and about. So I think they're only like a couple of points off top. So although I think, yes, I would change him. He doesn't warrant to get in sack. I mean, I think... Um, He's the, you know, like after Klopp, Guardiola and Dyche, she's the fourth longest serving manager in the league. Right. But, you know, when you compare but, it to, oh, sorry, go on. I just don't understand managers sometimes when they pick their lineups. I, I, I really do feel like someone's name may get in the way of putting in the best team sometimes, because when you look at somebody like uh, Jesse Lingard, He's in yeah. form. He's playing really well, but they go ahead and start Cavani. And I feel like they only started Cavani probably because he assumed he was going to be their number nine all year. And then they go and go ahead and get Ronaldo. So it really cuts his playing time. So he's probably unhappy. So I think they may have tended to the ego rather than playing the hot hand at in Jesse Lingard. So do you think that has anything to do with it? It is a little bit confusing because on the on on the Ronaldo situation, I mean, we're about to go into an international break. Play Ronaldo, play Pogba as well. He benched Pogba, he benched two players, and then I think when it's when it was one all, or um, oh yeah, well I think when it was one all, that's when he decided to to bring them on. And you think you bring it on the big guns with twenty minutes left, they didn't really get a feel for the game. You think just start your best player, then they're going to go. Yeah, they're going to play for their international teams, but. Gonna have a bit of a break for a couple of weeks. Um, don't bring Cristiano Ronaldo to your club to put him on the bench. Like nobody yeah. can say about his his age, but he is he is probably fitter than most under twenty five players. Yeah, he's he's, he's phenomenal. I mean, it, yeah, yeah his, his conditioning is nonstop. It's it's obsessive, uh, and and to me, I I start Jesse Lingard in this game. I mean, he's come on twice yeah. and scored late goals. Put him on, see what he can do. 
but but no, they went with Cavani, and honestly, I think they should they should get rid of Cavani, either loan him out or just I I don't think it's going to work there because you know you're either going to keep him and loan out Lingard to maybe West Ham again when I think they should keep Lingard because he's playing really well and he's hungry. That's that's the thing about him. He's very hungry. He doesn't have an ego. Jesse Lingard doesn't have an ego. He's out there to prove himself. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. But I, I don't think you can keep both of them. I think, though, I slightly disagree because I think if you can play Cavani and then instead of Martial play Lingard, I mean, I know, I know Martial scored. Right, um, yeah. I think the, the thing with, with United and how they play with, with the two wingers, you know, and getting crosses into the box, you need, you know, when Ronaldo isn't there, whether he should have started or not, Cavani is a really good option. Like he is that poacher and, and his work ethic as well. Um, I mean, there was a clip where I think uh, Ronaldo and him were both on the pitch. I remember if it was from the Everton game or the week before, and Cavani was chasing down all like a madman. And so Ronaldo doesn't do that. Don't expect him to. He's 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 earned his stripes, and you know he doesn't need to do that. But I think there's still a place for Cavani. But I don't know if you saw after the game, Ronaldo was pissed. He he went off that pitch straight away. Yeah, fuming. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the competitor in them. You know, yeah. you don't you, like in this league, especially this year. Every point counts. They just dropped two points that they totally could have won. So someone like Ronaldo, he's not going to be happy with that. And uh, they had the chance to win, and it just did not happen. But uh, moving on to one of the more boring fair games. Fair play to Everton, though. Yeah, fair play, to them. fair play to Everton. Yeah. They've, they've had a really good start under Benitez. Yeah. yeah. Eight players, Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, Townsend, Townsend has been a great sign yeah. there. He really has the way been. Gray, the way Gray bodied, bodied, bodied Fred out of the way. Yeah, well, I mean, that that is true. I, I'll give I'll give him credit for it. And uh, you know, Everton's gonna play hard. They're 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 dogs. You know, they might be a little bit too much of that dog mentality sometimes. But you know, you're not gonna come out unbruised against Everton. That's for sure. And uh, they got they got the point. So yeah, fair play to them. But Which probably should have won it. They probably should have, at the end, to be honest. The, yeah. And Tom Davis had a good chance. He he went to cross it in, but I thought if he actually had the shot, probably would have could have at least got it on target, tested the keeper. But yeah, good point for Everton, not so much for United, because the problem with United is compared to, to the three above them, or in and around them, City, Chelsea, and Liverpool, United haven't played anyone that you wouldn't have expected them to beat yet. Right. So, I know. And they've got a, they've got a run coming up where they are playing Leicester, Liverpool. I think City, Spurs, Chelsea, I think they're all in there within the next sort of eight, ten games. Now, both of our top six games we've drawn so far, uh, Chelsea mm. and City. But I, I'm telling you, if this Liverpool team right now plays Man U right now, they win by two. I think they win by two. Yeah. And, I, you know, call me crazy, but especially if it's at Anfield. Maybe maybe not if uh, if it's away. But But if they played right now, the, the way that Liverpool is ticking on offense is incredible. I mean, that performance in the Champions League was crazy. It was amazing. Uh, it reminded me of a couple of years ago when we were unstoppable on offense. And uh, that was a really fun game to watch for uh, as a Liverpool fan. But a game that wasn't fun to watch is Burnley versus Norwich City. Wow, what a snooze fest. Uh, so Luke and I were talking last week that this is the opportunity for Norwich to finally get a point. They do get a point, but, man, that was ugly. Boring. I mean, yeah, I got nothing. Well, the only thing I can say is Burnley haven't won at home since uh, mid-January this year. A uh, little, little little, stat there for you. Wow. Um, yeah. Norwich are going to go down. Put your house yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're quite clearly the worst team in the league. Um, Burnley... You could worry about them a little bit, but Sean Bice, he'll find a way. But yeah, not. I didn't watch this game. I watched the highlights, and there weren't many highlights. Yeah, it. Yeah, snooze fest. Total snooze fest. The only thing I was I was happy uh, as an American was that Josh uh, Sargent he started for Norwich, 
And it's always nice to see an American starting in the Premier League. You know, he's not one of our better players. So the fact that he's starting for a Premier League team is kind of weird. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, credit to him. And as I, as I always say, look out for Brendan Aronson. Once he makes his way to the P- Premier League, he's going to kill it. And he's a Liverpool fan. So you never know. It might happen. This kid is phenomenal. He's going to be better than Pulisic. I'm calling it now. He's going to be yeah. better than Christian Pulisic. I know it. The way this kid plays, like it's he's magical. He, he, you know, what he reminds me of like when he's on fire, he's like prime Philip Coutinho. That's what he's like. He's crafty. He's Big smooth. Shot, yeah, he's Big smooth. Shot, it is. It is. It is. But he's smooth. Mm-hmm. He's crafty. He can take PKs. He can pass. He can dribble. He he can do it all. And it, it really reminds me of the way that Phil plays. And being a Liverpool fan. You know, he's so young, maybe he based it off of him because when when Phil first got to Liverpool, this kid was probably 11 years old. So he was watching him, yeah. you know, he was watching him. So that's very possible that he did base it off of him because he looks like he's trying to emulate him. If you guys don't know, he plays for Red Bull Salzburg in Austria. Watch out for Brendan Aronson. He's a star in the rise. Uh, OK, so, yeah, not, nothing more on that Burnley game. That was just that that was boring that that was like the hater the hater of soccer that's their dream game how would you th- how would you um what would be an nfl equivalent like what sort of game would that be that's like Four a uh that's like a six three three field goals okay yeah that's like that's like that and yeah. that that's not fun <laughs> okay not fun at all uh, all right, so Chelsea managed to dominate a red-carded only in the 77th, 77th minute. Yeah. James Ward-Prowse, he scores and then gets sent off. Chelsea take care of business. Werner scores a goal, so that's that's news there. But uh, I, I, what I'm surprised with with Chelsea is where they're getting their goals from. If they're not only getting them from their Lukaku, their Havertz, they're scoring all around. Defensemen are scoring, midfielders are scoring, wingers are scoring. So Chelsea are dangerous. They're really dangerous. Uh, credit to them. What do you think? Yeah, again, it's it's funny with Chelsea. I think that they're, they're not a team full of, you know, the biggest superstars. Like I know they've got, I know they have Lukaku. But, you know, that's what I mean. I know they've got Lukaku and Kante. Um but apart from them, they're not really flooded with what you'd call like the Man City-esque players like De Bruyne, Foden and all this. But they've just got one of the the best managers. So they're a very right. well-coached team. And I think that is why you're seeing goals. You know, they don't have a fo- – they've got Lukaku, but they don't just have one star scoring. The guys. I mean, Lukaku's on a bit of a drought. They're just well-coached. Um, Tuchel's done a really good job. And, you know, it's scary to think, give him time and a bit more money, what – when he starts to get certain superstars in there and replace certain players. Um, my, my one worry, and not worry, I'm not worried, but the one negative I would say, and I mean, Antonio Conte after this game, uh, I don't know if he was working for Italian TV on the game, but he came out and basically said they bought Lukaku from Inter, but they forgot to pick up the manuscripts because they're not using him right. Wow. And I do sort of agree because at the moment they're using him. They're using him as what, you know, you might think they would as, as that focal number nine sit him up top target man play off get the ball out wide but Corinti he was really dropping deep he was dropping deeper and sort of allowing runners beyond him more and working up with Martinez um so you know at the moment he's he's been defended quite well whether that's because of his position whether he needs to start dropping deeper who knows but yeah Timo Werner he's he's going to start doing really well for Chelsea I mean he's scored but I think what people miss sometimes, and it's probably if you don't watch Chelsea week in, week out, you know, if we had a Chelsea fan, I imagine what they'd be saying every time Werner's on the pitch is no, for our team, yes, he doesn't get the goals um, apart from this weekend, but his chance creation, his runs, the way he drags defenders to him, his speed, it allows other players to get the goals. Um, okay. Funny enough, he, Werner's had, I think, the most goals ruled out for offside since he's joined Chelsea. I think he's had about 14 goals ruled out. Yeah. He had one ruled out. He had a, he had one ruled out. And this wasn't even him being offside. He, he scored in the first half 
and they pulled it back because of a foul that Aspel Equator done on the, the Southampton player. But no, Chelsea, again, I don't think they were great, but they picked up the results and they're top of the league. Yeah, uh, only by a little bit, but yeah. But uh, all right, so let me put an invitation out there for a Chelsea fan to come on. I mean, if you were Luke, no one, bring them on. But uh, find us on Twitter on at Scene Invaders or email sceneinvaders at gmail.com. The first Chelsea fan to contact me, you're welcome on. I want to talk about your team uh, because it, you made two good points there, Adam. Number one, if you look at Lukaku from Man U and Chelsea, and then look at him when he was in Syria, completely different. Why yeah. now? I want to know why. Is it because he's being used different? Is Conte correct about that? Uh, so I want to have a conversation with the Chelsea fan about that. And two, in this system, defensemen are scoring a lot of goals. A lot. I think it's three weeks in a row now. And that's not something that usually happens often. And it's happening a lot. And it's not just one guy. You know, Silva got one. Uh, this week, it was... Uh, uh, yeah, that guy. How do you say his name? Chalaba. Yeah. And they're... they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're score- Chalaba. Chalaba. Okay. Chalaba, so, yeah, that guy. <laughs> they're scoring goals. And yeah. I, I just... I'm curious if just because they're getting nice corners, nice set pieces... Or if that's part of Tuchel's system, I got to look back at his former coach teams and see the stats of the defenders because there's a lot of defender goals going in the net for them. It's really, uh, really strange. They're getting goals yeah. from all over the pitch, so you know, good for the, good for them. Uh, all right, this this game kind of upset me. I, I, I was upset for Watford uh, to go down one nothing to Leeds. I thought they had this game. I was watching, I was watching a lot of this game, and and I felt like they had it. But for some reason, they could not score. They couldn't get the ball in the net, and uh, uh, they really couldn't get past the past the defense to a point to set up good chances. I mean, Leeds pretty much did dominate, but I felt like their setup play was there. They just couldn't execute. Once it was time to make that that final third pass, they would just fuck up. Like, oh, were they doing too much? What happened? I'm I'm sort of the opposite. I'm really happy Leeds won. Big fan of Leeds and Bielsa, as I've said before, and that's their first win of the season. So, and, and yeah, they yeah, yeah. won a couple. There's there's been games where actually they, you know uh, there was an Everton game, and I think even the game last week where they drew, they should have won. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I was watching some of this, and um, yeah, there were a couple of moments where there was there was one moment I remember. I can't remember the player. He got in a really good position, and then I think it was the striker Dennis was waiting near the penalty spot for the pull. Yes, yeah, I remember he's that. Had the shot, and then he looks at him, and, and the player that's just taking the shot looks and that sort of puts his hands up and goes, "Well, I had to try." But you know, mm-hmm. when when you're playing, you're newly promoted playing Premier League football, it's not a I had to try it. So well, no, we need the best option, and um, obviously they've sacked their manager. Yes, they've yeah, manager. I think. That's the seventeenth time in the last ten years they've they've sacked the manager. They are they Man. are ruthless. It's That's paid tough. off. It's paid off before, and it hasn't. They've got Ranieri in, um, who would be good to have back in the Premier League. Last time he was in the Premier League, he did win it with Leicester. I don't think he'll do the same with Watford, but um, he's done a good job at. I think it was Sampdoria in Syria. So after he left Leicester, I'm not sure if he went somewhere else, but then he come back to Italy. He took over uh, Sampdoria in the, who were in the speak- relegation. Speaking of him, man, he was not giving a fair shake at all with Lester. I mean, they they got rid of him so quickly that next year, and they they didn't even let him finish the Champions League. Yeah. Like, that's really fucked up. That's bad business. I mean, he took you. I mean, that was the biggest Cinderella store probably in Premier League history. I mean, it, ha- it had to be. Yeah. Uh, they just ke- they just kept beating teams that no one thought they would win. And he, yeah, he has a rough start because look at the quality he lost. Didn't he lose? Uh, Conte, right after that? Conte, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't think, and, Mar- and, I think he still had Mares, but Conte he lost, yeah. Yeah, Mares stayed at least another season. But, yeah. I mean, and then you get rid of him. Like, you don't even let him finish the Champions League run that he earned. That was fucked up. That was really fucked up. And uh, I, I feel like sometimes teams are, are too quick with the trigger 
But, you know, Watford, obviously, they're looking for something clearly with uh, finding someone to suit their brand. But firing that many people, like... But it's worked out for them at the end of the day as well. They've yeah, they managed they managed to hang around. Yeah, apart from the season when they did get relegated, I think every other time it's sort of it's worth that they've either got promoted or stayed in the Premier League. But say Um, you want to build something, build something to get to a Leicester level, right? Or a a, a level where you can hang around in the top ten and possibly make a cup. Say you want to get to that point of of a football team, you're gonna need to have some kind of like what am i what's the word i'm looking for atmosphere yes atmosphere and stability that the coach knows like all right they're gonna let me build my thing and yeah we're gonna have some bumps we're gonna have some tough times but they're gonna give me a chance you know obviously if they get relegated then fire them but give someone a chance and just because they start off the season seven games in and you don't like what they're doing it's just weird to me it's it, it's it, it could be a little bit too quickly and that happens a lot in the nhl too the nhl does not give teams like the average coach in the nhl lasts like a, a year and a half on average so i don't know it's just it's it's just weird to me sometimes uh wolves wolves newcastle how about the goal scorer man he chan yeah. yeah the next sensation out of south korea um, I, I actually was, was joking with my friend, uh, Justin, he's a Spurs fan and he, and he texted me before the game and he goes, watch out for he Chan. He's the next son. Cause, uh, son was talking about him in an interview and he said a lot of, you know, a lot of high praise for him. And, yeah. you know, so obviously you're going to do that to your country, mate. And, you know, I'm sure Salah would say that about an Egyptian, but, yeah. you know, maybe they're not actually that good. And then he scores two goals. My buddy Justin texted me, Spurs better be calling him right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he wants him to, to come and play with his buddy son. Apparently, they're, they're uh, you know, pretty close. Uh, but I, I love that when, you know, you got to support your countrymen. Yeah. And uh, you always see stuff like that. Like, even if you're not from the same country directly, like when... Uh, when when Keita first showed up at Liverpool, Mane took him under his wing. Now yeah. they're not from the same exact country, but you know they're from they're both from Africa. So he took him under his wing. He showed him around. He made him more comfortable. And y- you love to see that. And that's the whole part with you know beating and you know the Premier League's uh, say no to racism campaign. It goes along with the same thing. Like take somebody under your wing, make them comfortable, let them know like you are part of this team. So um, I'm, I'm just saying all this because now he wants uh, Spurs to sign He Chan t- to play with with Sonny. But uh, if Spurs keep losing, I don't know if Sonny's going to be on Spurs any, any longer. They, they, they could do a whole re- rebuild. Who knows? But um, were you impressed by him? Did you like his goals? Yeah, I was Yeah, impressed by Wolves again. They've been, you know, I think they've lost a couple of games here and there, but they've... They've been really fun to watch, really good football. Um, yeah, I was really impressed. I was impressed mostly by Jimenez's build-up play. Yeah. Both goals. Um, he looks like he's hitting his, he had a goal, I think, last week or the week before. And he seems to be getting back on his feet, finding his feet to what he was before he got he had his that nasty injury. So I think with him firing, with with Huang now, look like you might command a starting place. Wolves are gonna be really impressive and quite dangerous. So I think they they could push for that top half because they play some exciting football going forward and they're starting to find the back of the net, which they weren't doing early on. Right. Um, yeah. And then Newcastle. I mean, oh, sorry. Yeah, go go on. On. No, no. Uh, all right. Yeah. So I was just going to say about, about Wolves, uh, ever since they started benching Triora and bringing him on as a sub, they've been yeah. playing better. And I think that might be the best case scenario because he's so fast and strong that if you bring him on when players are already kind of tired, that he can just cause havoc. Uh, and since his crossing has been so shit early on in the season, you know, he doesn't deserve to start. He really yeah. doesn't. So I think that move the manager made was really smart. So I would keep going with he Chan, keep bringing trial off the bench until he proves it. And then, and guess what? If he ends up 
proving it because he's fit enough to play in a full 90. He's definitely fit enough. So say he gets his crossing ability to improve slightly, then you're talking Hichon, Jimenez, and Triora. That's not a bad front three at all. Very good. Right. So, all right, what was your Newcastle point? But yeah, Newcastle, they're just... I, I'd really worry about them. I don't want to see them go, go down because they're such a big club and, and, you know, a lot of respect for the fans, but they're just... The only good thing to watch about them, I know we didn't get the goal, but St. Maximum is the only reason you, you tune in to watch them. They're just... He's so fun just, to watch. They're, He's they're so fun awful. to watch. And it's been coming, yeah. reports were coming out last week that Mike Ashley doesn't want to sack Steve Bruce. I think maybe to do with having to pay him out. And, and you know, it's just... I worry for Newcastle. I, I could see them going down and... It could be where they, you know, they've, they've, they've gone down before like many years ago and they come straight back up. But yeah. the owner being so disinterested, I could see them going down and, and then struggling. I'll tell you yeah. what. Uh, Which would be a shame. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, you saw that happen to Sunderland. You know, sometimes you, yeah. you go down and down and down. And uh, they're doing one now, though. Are they in uh, League One? I think they're at the top of the table. So I think they might uh, be on their, their way back to the they're championship. They're in League One, but this is their third season, I think, there. They've just... Um, I think they're, they're finally just, doing well. Yeah, they've, the, the thing is, they do this. They've done this the last... They do well, like, I think the last three times they've been in the playoffs or there and about. And then just towards the end, yeah. they just they just flop. That's why um, they just got to come in first place so they don't have yeah, to worry they're, they're about second, it. They're second now after, after 10 games, but... How many points they, behind? Uh, they're on level points, so it's goal difference. But but the thing, league one's the league one is um, forty six games. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, the, the yeah, it's the lower you go down the leagues, the more games. I mean, even the championship is is forty six as well. That's why wow. they play. They sort of play that. They play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. It's it's grueling. So that is why that's a what you tend to you tend to see. Sometimes you'll see teams that are, are doing well. And then they'll just start to dip, and you'll see the teams that maybe haven't started well. They're the ones that will start to rise and get, get the playoff places. So, right, Sunderland have been in this position before. I mean, I'd like to see them get promoted. I'd like to see them back in the league because another big. I would love it, man. They have a great stadium. They have a great fan base. Uh, I know Jordan Henderson said in the past that he'd like to end his career there. So it'd be interesting to see that when he's once a lot he's older, maybe when he's an old man. Right, right. So once he's, you know up there mid to late thirties. If he's on the team to bring them back to the premier league, that would yeah. be amazing. That'd be amazing. Uh, because you know, he's from there and that's where he started and everything. And uh, that's, it's funny in, in Ted Lasso, that's the exact same story of Roy, Roy Kent. He started with, with Sunderland. So uh, I, I, I always kind of think that, that the writer might be a Liverpool fan because I mean, Danny Rojas reminds me of Firmino and it's like uncanny the way he he celebrates with his teammates, and I don't know, it just it always cracks me up. And I actually tweeted that at him, and the creator liked it, so I was like, I'm on to you, man, I'm on to you. And uh, actually, that that guy actually played for Tigris, the actor who plays Denny Rojas. He was actually he was a pro, a pro, yeah, a pro player, yeah, and he quit to become an actor. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at the table now since you brought that up, and. Burnley, Newcastle, and Norwich are sitting at the bottom. Norwich, Norwich are done. They're going to go down. So, I mean, unless Newcastle start to put together a string of wins here, it's not going to look good for them, man. I, I, like, yeah, I, I'm, I looking, think... I'm looking at the other teams that are above them, and, you know, like, I don't see Southampton going down. I think no. that, they'll, that they'll fight back. So, I don't know. It's not looking good for them. It's not at all. Anything else no, on I... that? No, I agree. No, just with your point. Yes, when you look at the bottom three, they're they're, they're the, they are the three worst teams. You know, right? Yeah. yeah. The only the only team possibly is see what Ranieri does with Watford, but they've got a lot of a lot of um, talent going forward. So yeah, I, did, I yeah. think those three teams would be early on already down. Okay, and the last game of Saturday was the most confusing game to me. I expected this game to be relatively high scoring at least three goals you you got brighton a team who's playing so well and then you have arsenal a team who started so horribly then they just won the london derby 
and we get an egg. We get a goose egg, zero, zero. Uh, I was shocked at this scoreline. Uh, I got to watch some of it, not all of it, but uh, thoughts on this game? I think probably Arsenal fans and just people in general probably got a bit overhyped by the North London Derby win um, and thought we've turned a corner. Here we go. And I think Arsenal have turned a corner, just not a, not as big a corner as as they probably thought after beating Spurs. Um, I, yeah, with the Goldfest one, yeah, Brighton going forward have been great. But actually, I think Arteta actually has Arsenal quite defensively now solid I think yeah. it's more when when they're going forward that they've been a bit bit lackluster but this game was very much like, if you were going to say that one team had to win it would have been Brian I think they had they had the better chances yeah they, I mean they should have they should have won you know but, uh, but I think um, what's happened with Arsenal is, is like we said their transfer window they signed a lot of young players and some of them have actually started to play really well um, and they've sort of got that defence now. Ramsdale, actually, I'm starting to turn, change my own mind and think, you know what, he was worth the money because he seems to be a, a real leader. And the, and the back line now with, with Tierney, uh, uh, the guy they bought from Syria, I can't remember his name, um, and then Gabriel Ben White, maybe not the best defence you're ever going to see, but is that solid, that solid backbone you need. Mm. And then Partey coming back, which I think is a massive plus, next to Lukonga, and then, you know, Saka, Smith-Rowe, Odegaard, and then up front of Bamiyang. The, thing I, the only thing I think now is the issue is, apart from Bamiyang and Partey, they're actually missing some older, older heads, some more, some, not leaders, because you can be a leader at any age, but it's just some experienced players. Yeah. It's quite young now. It's, I think it's the youngest team in... In, I don't know whether Arsenal history, I think the youngest team they've played in Arsenal history, but one of the youngest, one of the youngest in the league at the moment. Yeah. I mean, and that's I why I've I, that experience now. I believe in them in the long term. I do. I, th- I think they're eventually going to be good. I mean, I'm actually a huge Kieran Tierney guy. I mean, he's getting taught how to play left back from the best left back in the world in Andy Robinson when they play together overseas. I mean, uh, on international games and they found to found a way to play them both together. I don't know if you've realized that, but uh, I'm Scottish. So I watch the Scotland games and sometimes they'll bring Andy up as more of a midfield uh, on the left side and leave Tierney back. And then sometimes they'll switch it and bring Tierney up and leave Andy back. But they found a way to keep them both on the field at the same time. And I think that's really smart for Scotland to do because they're two of your most talented players. So get them on the field. And and I think that's just a smart move by them. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Tierney guy. I like him a lot. And uh, when he got – he was on, on Celtic. And when he got sent over to Arsenal, I was a bit bummed out. Uh, not that I wanted him because we had Robertson. I was just bummed out that I can't root for him anymore. You know what I mean? I wanted him to go to, you know, maybe Italy or Spain or somewhere where I could watch his games and root for him. But, you know, I can't root for him when he plays for Arsenal. But Arsenal played like shit, and uh, Brighton deserved the win, in my opinion. So moving on to Sunday, let's keep the Liverpool game for last because I think yeah. that was the, the most exciting of, Sunday as well. Yeah. Yeah, of all the games. Uh, so let's start with uh, West Ham losing to Brentford. Brentford continuing to impress. They get a winner yeah. in the 94th minute. Uh, I mean, this Brentford team is is not joking around. They're not. No. no They're here think, to play. Uh, to be fair, actually, when you look back at it, the first interviews Ivan Tony ever done before they started the Premier League season, he said, you know, you know, I would love it to happen. It'd be another fairy tale. It's not going to happen. But he said, you know, when they asked him what your aims for this season, instead of saying we just want to stay up or he was like, we want to win the Premier League. And I think, you know, if, if you ever have time, it's really interesting to look at Brentford in the last sort of five, six years and the projects that they've had around with the playing style, the academy and everything, because it's been a sort of real long-term project and they're sort of seeing the, the fruits of their, their labour now. And I think even Klopp said the other week before we played them, he said, you know, when he first comes to this country or, or when he was at Dortmund, um, 
he wanted to come. I think actually maybe when he was in his break after Dortmund before he joined Liverpool, he wanted to come in England and watch Brentford and watch training and get a few tips because he's he heard about about the club and, and what they were doing. And you know wow. they've got a really good manager in in Thomas Frank who. You know, I think a lot of clubs, you know, I think Barcelona will probably be thinking, you know, Koeman's not doing a great job at the moment when they get rid of him looking at managers. And he's someone that does does suit them because of, of how they play, how Brentford play. You know, Brentford, they don't panic on the ball. They, they like to play out the back. They pass it. They don't just, the defenders don't just get the ball and, and hoof it to get rid of it. And the strikers, yeah. they're clever playing off Tony to, the, to, to whoever's running off him. And then, you know, they're, they're really good to watch. I really impressed with them and and yeah it's, it's good to see them and then, and then with West Ham I think you know, they've got they've got for the good players they do have they've got some players that are still you know um Breswell and you know for now I know he, he he's all right but they've got some some players with Sunyech who I think last season was amazing but this season just hasn't yeah, he was he was my guy last year. He just not doing anything this year besides the first game. Yeah. He scored the first game. Um, but like I said on I think the first episode of the pod, I said that Europa League will take its toll. They played Thursday night and now they've played Sunday. And you could say it was a bit of a leggy performance from them. So I think that is that is the thing now that I think like, I with West Ham, yeah. If if I was a West Ham fan, I'd I'd be be hoping to see a good cup run anyway. I think if they can get a good cup run in Europe, you know, that also, and, and still have good results in, in the league, but I don't think they're going to finish as high up as they did last season with the mm. Europa League there. Yeah. But I think why not go on a cup run in Europe and try and win it? So when I picked West Ham to finish sixth, that was your argument against that. You brought up what you just said, yeah. but now I'm looking at Brentford. And, you know, I, I was really curious to see this game because, you know, we tied Brentford. I consider West Ham to be a very good team. So I wanted to see what was going to happen here. And, you know, it, this could have very easily been a draw. I mean, they scored in the 94th minute. Some, some may call it a lucky win. It could have very easily been a draw. But they won. And that's what good teams do. So, I mean... They're they're right in the thick of it right now. They have twelve points, and I mean, look, yeah, they're I doing well. If if this was Norwich or um, if this was Norwich or Watford playing West Ham at the London Stadium, one all with only a few minutes left, both those teams would be happy and be like, right, we're just gonna we're gonna shut up, chop, we're gonna take the point. But that's where Brentford are different. Brentford aren't a we're gonna sit back. They done it even even last week against against us. You know they weren't happy with a draw. They're like we want we want to win this game and we'll we'll go and try and win this game. And it didn't happen last week, thank God. But um, this week it did happen, and I think that's that's what I like to see. You know, you don't yeah. always want to see teams just settling for a point. You want to see these teams go for it, and when they go for it, they get their rewards. It's, it's good to see. And and yeah. um, the the player that that did score the goal. Uh, Wissa, it was funny if you if you see his celebration, he sort of just goes through every sort of celebration. Sort of <laughs> he didn't know what to seconds. do. <laughs> he didn't know what to do, so he was doing a bit of everything, cupping the ears, arms across the shoulders, oh, man. doing in yeah. Harland sort of. But yeah, no, it was it was a really good game to watch actually. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're two good teams, and I I think you're you might be right. Uh, West Ham might get tired, and you know Brentford they they could, you know, don't look now. They might be in the Champions League next year if they keep playing like this, dude. They might. They're playing very well. I'm not going that far yet, but I'm not going that far yet. But the way they're playing is impressive. Yeah. But I think the the you know, this happened last year with with Everton and Aston Villa being, you know, at the very top. I think Yes. Yeah. Christmas. Once you get to that Christmas period, that's when the table really stretches because that's when you have games like every three days and and that's where you see teams start to, to lose a couple of points here and there. But I'm all for it. If Brentford want to finish second after Liverpool finish first, then I'm happy for that. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Tottenham bounce back after three straight yeah. losses to London teams. They take down Aston Villa. And tell you what, 
I was impressed. Uh, my boy Ali Watkins scored. I'm a big fan of him. I don't know if you know that. I really like Ali Watkins. I think I like him because of you. You told me about him like two years ago. You were like, watch out for this Ali Watkins guy. Yeah, because I was yeah, doing I, a fantasy. Yeah, you told we were me doing about fantasy, him. and I, I told yeah. you I said when when they when um yeah that's it. What it's it's Villa bought him from Brent. They bought him from he's played for Brentford. That's it. Oh yeah, and I said yeah watch out for this guy but he was tearing it up in the championship and he's been yeah. quite a solid striker the last couple of seasons but yeah i, yeah, I got I was, him on my my foot team when and, and everything I was, I was like a big fan of his and uh he's a good yeah. player yeah but uh but, tottenham tottenham battle back and win so yeah good for them son son great player their, their best player at the moment um harry kane again didn't score but you know he, he looks more confident actually he, there was one point where uh, there was a uh, Aston Villa fouled player on the halfway line, and it was a quick free, free kick. And from the halfway, Harry Kane's hit it, and, and you know, it's, you know it's, it's on target. It's quite a nice ball. It's, it's going in, but then the keeper catches it. Um, and he was trying all, all sorts of that. So he looks like he's confident. He's growing. They had to win this game because if they lost four games on the bounce going into the international break, it could be bye bye to Nuno. But mm-hmm. I still, I'm not. I'm still not that impressed by Spurs. I still don't think they're playing that great football. Yeah, I'm not either. When Son, when Son is on it, on when Son is on it, Spurs can win a game. My worry is if if Spurs, if Son has a a, a below par game, then Tottenham have a below par game. I think Son really is the key. Whereas it used to be Kane a lot of the time. Now it really is Son. But yeah, you know, uh, I mean, you got it. Better at home, so. You got to wonder what's going to happen with this team. I mean, it, it, say say they finish like 12th, just for argument's sake. Okay. Obviously, Kane's gone. He wants out. He's not going to stay there another year. Is it possible that they could lose Kane and Son and then buy new players and start over? I don't think Son, reading every interview Son's done, looking at him just as a person, his personality, I don't think he's the sort of player that would, would leave Spurs like that. I Honestly, agree. I, I yeah. can't see him. Ne- you know, maybe, well, what if maybe... it's their choice? What if they're like, hey, we need to sell you? Yeah, I don't think Spurs would do that. I don't. They, they wouldn't sell Kane and Son in the same window anyway because the, the that would kill them. That would kill yeah, them. That yeah. that that wouldn't. And look, look, money talks at the end of the day. So you know, unless a team throws silly money around, which they won't. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, Son could be really good in a lot of different teams and help them win oh he would crush it with us man he would crush it he he would be so so good for so many different teams and it just kind of it's frustrating to see him there right now because after they lost in the champions league they have just gotten worse and worse and that's just the way it is uh another exciting game crystal palace versus leicester uh i really enjoyed watching this game uh I'll, i'll tell you what i'm happy that that Leicester is finding a way to play Vardy and Eniacho because you, I think you brought that up yeah. because they weren't doing that. At and the now they are. Season, yeah. yeah. Now they are. And yeah, it's smart. It's smart. Get you. Just like I said with Scotland, if, if these players are good, you need to make it work. You need to make the formation around them. So run two up front and what happens? They both score. And I think, there's going to be many times throughout the season where they either both get a goal or one of them scores many times. Yeah, yeah they so, were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree in that sense, but but they were dominated this whole game. Um, I think Palace were a bit, you know, a bit shocked to find themselves two 0 down after. Yeah, they the didn't deserve they it. Right. No, but it was it was too. It was you know both Leicester goals were were individual errors of the Palace defenders and Ian. Right. And again, yeah, that's why you play both your best players because, you know, Ian Acho and Vardy being very good strikers are able to pounce on those mistakes and convert. But what I liked from what I liked from Palace and what I've liked from Vieira is not just the way that they're playing, but the confidence that they're playing. They weren't two 0 down and feeling sorry for themselves. They were two 0 down and thought, well, we're two 0 down, but we can get two goals, maybe even a third, which they didn't in the end, but they right. could have. Um, I mean, and it, yeah, they played very, very well. I mean. Yeah. It, this this is another story where you can't look at the stats because they don't tell the full story because Crystal Palace dominated this game. They dominated it. 
and they ended up not winning. But guess what? Leicester has two very, very good players. And sometimes skill shines. And that's what happens. Like you said, individual error and a quality player there to put the ball home. So, I mean, that's that's why that's why Crystal Palace didn't win this game. But again, so. Vieira with with really good substitutions. I mean, I don't know if you remember for the Spurs game, he brought Edouard on, who got the got the yeah. winning goals here. He brings um he brings these two players and he brings um Alissi, who's really good talent, and then Schlup, and, and they both get the goals to, to draw the game. But yeah, watching, you know, I think that's probably the the difference between um I think probably Palace and what you'd probably say Watford, because I think they've sort of had the same same amount of points this season, actually. But Watford weren't happy with the, the performance of the team and the manager, whereas Palace, although they've got seven points from seven games, which isn't awful, but isn't great, they mm. can see what Vieira is trying to do and they can see the brand of football that they're starting to play. And as the weeks go by and the players are getting more used to it and they're growing in confidence, they're playing better, the results will come. So I think they're going to be a team to continue watching and they've, they've still got, you know, Ezzy, who who last season was was great and is another young talent. They've got a lot of young talent. He's another player that's once he's back fit, he had a nasty injury. Um, he'll just add to that, you know, Zaha, um, yeah. Ezzy, yeah. Olesi, Gallagher, Edward, you know, it's gonna be a good thing to watch. And I'm 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 happy for them because like I said before, really good fan base, really nice stadium, and then also Patrick Vieira being a bit of a Premier League legend. It'll be nice to see him do well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And they, they lose a good player in Townsend and just bring in other guys who are picking up slack. And, yeah, he's doing great substitutions, man. I mean, that that shows. I mean, remember, do, are you ever playing FIFA and you make a sub and then you score with that guy and then they say, like, oh, what a, what a good move yeah. by the coach. Like, yeah, it's impressive to see that happen two times in a row. Okay, final game. Uh, I, I can't describe how I feel about this game. My, my emotions were up and down and up and down. I was so excited when Mane scored. I thought that was a great play by Salah to get him the ball. I was so excited when Salah scored. That was an amazing move. I mean, he made that guy fall straight on his face. And it, literally, he's one of the best players in the world right now, if not the best. He's, his form is insane. He's only he's only not scored in one goal this season. I mean, he's he's unstoppable right now. But KDB had that amazing goal to tie it up. You got to hand it to him. It was really nice. He yeah, set it up. He put deflection, it home. Big deflection. Yeah, that's yeah. But I mean, but, but he yeah. did he did set it up and he got it to where it needed to be. Um, but I was I, I was let down, man. The, the Foden goal, I feel like that one we could have stopped. That was just lackluster defensive uh, laps and in, in defense. And uh, Fabinho, oh, Fabinho, he was so close, mm. so close. I mean, does he first touch that? What, how does he score that goal? I tell you what, it reminds me of the thing is a player. If it's Salah or Mane or Jota or Firmino in that position, you'd say it's first a time, but... I guess, considering his positioning, he probably thought, I need to take the touch to make sure. It reminds me of when we were going for the... This whole team at the moment reminds me of the the, the season before we the season before we uh, won the league, where we come second, where we come so close. By one, one point, yeah. One yeah. point, and it reminds me of, for, for two reasons. One reason is literally that season we played Man City and we could have won the game and the ball was cleared off the line. Centimeters. Yeah. Inches, yeah. And then this yeah. one, it wasn't inches, but it was for an empty net. That it was an empty net. Yeah. I I, I stood up goal. from my seat. I stood up from my seat. I was like, that's a goal. And then... And then num- no. Yeah. And then num- number two is... When we, the, the, the season... What happened was, when we come so close to second, and what the difference between second and the season after of winning that league is... You know, the, the, the season we come second, we only lost one game all season, but we didn't mm-hmm. win the league. You'd think, how is that possible? It's not just because Man City were a great were a great side that season. It's because we drew too many games. Exactly. We, we dropped too many points. I mean, when you look at it now, we haven't lost a game this season. But Chelsea, who have lost, are top of the league. And that's because we've drawn already three games. 
compared to Chelsea, who have, I think, drawn one, lost one, won the rest. And, and that's the difference. And in the season when we did win the league, when we realised that, that's when we went. And, you know, there was the, the game that I remember, which I was like, we've won the league, was against Aston Villa, where we were, we were I think, 1-0 down. And we scored two goals in the last five minutes. Yes, yes. And the one was off a corner. Yeah. Uh, at, at the end. Yep. Yeah. We battled yeah, back. Yeah. We've got to be a bit careful that, you know, if we do want to win the league. And I don't know if you saw Salah's tweet after the game. I did see it. If, I loved it. Yeah. Which is which is amazing because the season where we the season when we were twenty points clear, the players were walking down the title. The, the fact we were going to win the title, they were saying no, it's not done yet. Whereas now, maybe because we've got that monkey off the back and because of the disappointment of last season, Salah's almost like lads, we're we're going to war. We're, we're going, going for this it. title. And, yeah. You know, I know this. You know, podcast. You know a larger american audience so maybe we can get the message to him but to, to john w henry himself pay salah what he wants give it to him pay him give what it he to wants. him because well that's i know yeah yeah i know that the the reason they don't want to do it the reporting you know is because there's a wage structure at, at liverpool that isn't at other clubs so for example if you look at the mess at man united they pay players that if they were at Liverpool, these players wouldn't be getting half the money they're getting at United, but United chuck the money at them. You know, I think Rashford, who is a very good player, I think he's on more than Salah, who's who's like our top earner or second top earner. Wow. And I don't think that, you know, the Liverpool owners want to break that wage structure because they, in I guess in their heads, they're thinking the minute you give Salah 300, 350k a week, Mane, Firmino, Van Dijk, Fabinho, they all come knocking on the door saying, we want that. But yeah. I don't think that will happen because, you know, for the first time in, in my lifetime, Liverpool have got the best player in the world as it stands. I, be- so I, I think- believe that too. And, and I, I don't think-, think that's a Homer statement. I really don't. No. He's incredible. So think, yeah. And I think he's a special exception because he's also, I know he's 29, but he says it himself. He's not reached his peak. And he reminds me of not in the way they play and, you know, he reminds me of Ronaldo in terms of his dedication. Yes. And a player that I think will stay dedicated till he's in his mid-30s and he has still got another three, four years of, of this top level. So it's, in my a, it's opinion, an addiction. Science, he, has an ad- yeah. he has an addiction to it. Yeah. I mean, and, and he genuinely he, loves the club as well, which is... Yeah, he loves it. Yeah. Yes. Everything, everything I hear, he wants to break all the records, which he's broken a shitload yeah. of them already. Uh, but he wants them all. He wants all the records. Yeah. He wants to. He wants to win more trophies. And the fact that he, we came out and we drew, he could have had the game-winning goal, and he knows it. And he played a great game, and he knows it. And you know, we tied. We tied a very good team twice in Chelsea and Brentford. That was another tie. So we didn't. We didn't draw a bad team yet. But I, I agree with you. We I, need to win these games. We do need to win these games. I think I would have been happier with. I was happy we got a point against City, who are still the best team in England, just due to the squad depth that they have. Yeah. Um, but I think I would have been happier with the point if we'd beaten Chelsea. When they were down to 10 men, we really should have won that game. Yes, yes, and I think we should that's have. Where the, but at the end of the day, look, we're, we're, we're second, only a, a couple of points off, off Chelsea. So, yeah, we, we, we're in and about it, and it looks like Salah's going to, Drag us, I don't know, drag us. You know, we've still got an amazing team, but he's yeah. literally willing to die to get this. I think part of it also comes from the fact that when we did win the league, it was COVID. There was no fans. I think he probably wants that. Yeah, the fans are super league. big. He wants to lift that trophy in front of Anfield yeah. with a full I mean, stadium. But I mean, our offense right now is almost unstoppable. I mean, everyone is playing good. Jota needs to step it up a little bit. He's 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 starting it going up bit of a cold streak he he missed a couple opportunities where he could have scored goals but bobby's back bobby's playing well uh especially for that champions league game i mean that second goal he had was so smart so smart uh mane's back to scoring goals and salah is just dominant he's he's completely dominant in every aspect of the game right now and you know virgil's playing good allison's doing his thing uh, I got like, and having a guy like Milner who would just do whatever it takes to win. I mean, he'll, he'll get punched in the face every game. If he has to, he doesn't care. So, 
I mean, I believe in this team. I think we will win the title. I really do think so. But we're going to need to win these games that end up as draws. Yeah, we're going to uh, need to. So you know, international break. We got we got Watford next. We're not going to have Allison or Fabinho or Mane uh, as it stands for that game. So that will be a tricky game away at Watford when they've got their new manager and you sort of see yeah. that bounce. But, but yeah, but yeah, very good point for City as well. I think they'll be they'll be happy with that because going to Anfield hasn't been a happy happy hunting grounds for them. Um, but yeah, right. I mean. I think we should be able to take care of Watford without those guys. Um, we should, based on the way they're playing. I yeah. mean, they do have that new should. manager, but we should be able to get those three points. Um, okay, so that ends this week. We're going to do our fantasy picks, and guess what? Luke did send Luke his pick. pick in. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you lead things off, Adam? Yeah, so I'm doing this purely to get, because obviously we've got to pick a player from each team, so I want to get Norwich out of the way. And before anyone else picks a Norwich player, I thought, well, let me at least pick Norwich's best player. So I'm going to pick Timo Pukki because any time Norwich do score, it will be him. So I'll get some <laughs> points here and there. It's, that's a really, really smart strategy. I'll tell you that right now. Really smart strategy. Uh, okay. And Adam picked Saka on Arsenal. I think he can start to score some goals as well. And I, obviously I have Aubameyang, so that's why he couldn't take him. And if you guys don't know this, uh, I'll, I'll read the full rosters after this. So we're doing a, a season-long challenge. You get to pick one player a week. You got to go through the entire league before you pick someone from that team again. So that's what makes it in interesting. And once you pick them, you get goal goals from that week on. So if you pick someone from week seven, you get goals from them from week seven on. Whoever you picked week one, Adams was Mo Salah, so he's killing it. He's had every goal of Mo Salah so far, so that's how it works. All right, so you picked uh, Pookie. He yeah. picks Saka. And just like you said, you want to get Norwich out of the way. I want to get Manchester City out of the way. I'm taking KDB. I think he might uh, to start to score more goals after that. Uh, I think he does take their pens every now and then, too. I think they switch it up. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with KDB. I updated the scoring sheet. As of right now, in last place, Luke, six. And, guys, keep in mind, after week one, Luke had three. <laughs> now he has six <laughs> after week seven. So uh, he's going to need some luck. In second place is myself with 12. And in first place is Adam with 16. Uh, leading the charge for Adam is Salah with six and Vardy with four. Uh, and Ronaldo with four. You're just killing it. I mean, Ronaldo came back and he was able to grab yeah. him. So, but look, like you said to me before we started the pod, there's going to get a point where we've got so many players that in one week you could end up getting 10, 10 goals, 11 goals. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for those weeks. To go. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for those weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I'll tell you guys our, our teams real quick. And, um, you know, we're going to have to go through all the teams. So, this is why it's all so random. Uh, my team, Mane, Lukaku, Patrick Bamford, who was really letting me down. I'm big <laughs> on him. He was my third pick, and he hasn't done shit yet. Uh, Son, Aubameyang, Mape, and Townsend. And, uh, yeah, Townsend. Uh, Luke, Bruno Fernandez, Bobby Firmino. And, when, by the way, when I gave him a hint to get a Liverpool player, I, I was leaning towards Jota, but he took Firmino. And Firmino did well in the Champions League, but uh, not as good in the EPL so far. So he has Bobby, Harry Kane, who somehow has not scored a goal, Ivan Toney, uh, Damari Gray, Mikel Antonio, who was one of my personal favorite players, and he stole him right out from under my grasp, St. Maximum, and Saka. And Adam has Mosala, Vardy, Danny Ings, Ronaldo, Jimenez, Saar, Edward, and Puki. I think it's fair to say you have the best team so far. So far. Yeah, well, we each, we each got to pick once a week, so I don't know how I've managed to get some of the top strikers. Of uh, I think I've got the striker from like half the league, but you, you never just got know. Like, you got lucky with that Ronaldo one because uh, he couldn't, Luke couldn't get him because he had already taken Bruno. Mm. And for some reason, I passed on Ronaldo for Son. So, uh, yeah, 
That's long how that happens. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Long way to go. Sure is. Um, oh, shit. All right. Never mind. I'm not going to tell you. I got oh, an idea. You I, I'm, I'm, fir- uh, I'm first next I'm first next time. Oh, so it doesn't matter. Next, you're first. Yeah. Oh, you might yeah. Well tell us then. Who is it? He Chan. My oh, man. I'm my man. Player anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. We will see you guys maybe next week, if not in two weeks. But if you yeah. uh, follow Cinevaders on Twitter, I will tweet it out and let you know. But everybody, take it easy. Have a good one. See you next time. See you later. Oh, thank you.